Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Little Ray of Health podcast. I am your host and hormone health bestie, Emily Ray. I'm a certified holistic health coach, and I help women balance their hormones naturally using food as medicine. In today's episode, we are going to talk all about how I order at restaurants, what I do while traveling, and what I do on vacation, how I support my hormones. I got a question in my questions box that was like, do you eat whatever you want on vacation? The answer is absolutely not, but it really depends on, I think, your relationship to food and where you're at on your health journey. For me personally, I don't get tempted by like unhealthier foods. I have a lot of, I guess what you would call willpower or self-control, but in my opinion, it's self-respect. It's respect for my body. It is thinking about how I want to feel after I eat and the days following what I'm going to eat. So I just have kind of a different relationship with food. In my opinion, I think it's a very healthy relationship because I said it before, I'll say it again. There are no such thing as neutral foods, okay? There are good and bad foods. Everything you eat is having an effect on your body, whether you like it or not, you know? And then you also have to take into account your individual gut health, your food intolerances, food allergies, histamine issues, hormone issues, blood sugar, all of these things, everything you eat is going to have an effect on that. So, Okay, let's get back. Let's get back to the topic at hand, which is first we're going to cover how I order at restaurants. Obviously, if it's a restaurant I've never been to before, I'm going to look at the Yelp. I'm going to look up their menu ahead of time, most likely, unless I just trust the restaurant. I mean, there's times I'll just go in blind because there are always gluten-free options. There's always healthier options. There's always healthier things that you can choose to support your body no matter where you go. Obviously, I'm not condoning fast food, but I am saying if you're going to eat fast food, some is going to be better than others, and there are always choices that you can make. And not only is it what you eat that matters, but the order of how you eat things. So the order of how you eat your foods, for example, like the foods on your plate, the macronutrients, can affect your blood sugar levels and your glucose spikes. It can change it up to 75%. So that's pretty insane. So like I said, it's not just what you eat, but it's how you eat. So you'll always want to eat the protein or veggies first before you dive into the carbs. But I digress. So if it's a restaurant I've never been to before, I'm probably going to look at the Yelp, look for their menu, look at pictures just to see kind of what they're about. Now, when I show up to the restaurant, I look at the menu. Really what I'm doing is I'm scanning the menu. One, it's 2023. A lot of menus are marked for gluten-free options. Also, I've been eating gluten-free for seven years now, so I kind of know what I can and can't have. If it's breaded or battered or tempered, it's going to be a no-go. 90% of like breadings and batters are going to contain flour. Same with meatballs. They can contain breadcrumbs. So if I do see like meatballs on the menu, I am always going to ask the server. And that's another thing I want to encourage. I know that sometimes it can feel weird or you might be shy or you don't want to ask the server questions, but... That's what they're there for. I mean, you're going out to a restaurant, you're paying for an experience, you're paying for a meal, and they're there to help guide you and guide your experience. I worked in the service industry. I was a server for 10 years. And I can tell you, I loved helping guests through their experience. I loved answering their questions. I loved getting their needs met. I loved helping them have the best experience possible. So hopefully you get a good server um, that can answer all your questions If a server seems uneasy or like they don't know, I always just say, oh, can you just go ask the kitchen, please? And usually they're more than happy to. 
you are going to get servers every once in a while. Like I said, it's 2023. This shouldn't be such an issue, but sometimes I can remember back in the day when I used to say, I'm gluten-free. They would roll their eyes at me. They thought gluten-free was a trend. It's not a trend. It's not even that it's like healthier for weight loss or anything like that. Like gluten and wheat, especially in America and the U.S., are super inflammatory. So like I said, most places have it marked on the menu, but if not, you can ask a server. Otherwise, what I will do is I will order sides. So I'll order a side of protein, whether it's like grilled chicken, steak, salmon, shrimp. I'll order a side of protein, and then if they have rice or potatoes or french fries, I'll get a side of fries and maybe a side of guac. So I can mix and match from sides of things and kind of build my own entree. If I don't see an entree on the menu that is going to like fit my needs, another good option usually is a salad and then a side of potatoes or maybe the salad has carbs in it, maybe it has some fruit, maybe it has nuts, avocado, something like that to make it a little bit more balanced and a little more hearty. And another trick, I usually, and yes, this is going to make it pricier, I always get double protein. Like if I'm ordering a salad, I'll order two proteins unless it's a main entree. At restaurants, usually a main entree is going to have six to eight ounces, but anything other than that is probably only going to be around four ounces, which is about 15 to 20 grams of protein, depending on what the protein source is, which really isn't sufficient for a full meal. You really want to aim for at least 25. 25 grams is the bare minimum, but I try to aim for about 30 to 40 grams of protein at every meal. I get a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, how do you eat that much protein? You prioritize it. You practice building your meals around protein and then filling your plate in with the rest. If you make the protein the like main star of the show, the main thing on your plate, it crowds out a lot of the carbs. If you're eating a lot of carbs, you definitely are going to be too full and you're not going to have enough room for protein. But if you flip it around and make protein the emphasis and the focus of your plate, you will get more than enough. You'll feel satisfied. You won't feel overly full. I can eat 40 to 50 grams in a meal. Maybe it's a salad. Maybe it also has some carbs in it. And I still feel amazing. Carbs are something that just make me feel so insanely full. If my meal is too carb heavy, I walk away not feeling so great. And so that's why I really encourage you for blood sugar purposes, hormone, metabolism, muscle building and maintenance to really focus on protein as often and as much as possible. Now, like I said, when I go out and I pick new restaurants, I try to find healthier options. Now, I live in the Bay Area in California. It's not the healthiest area. We do have some great restaurants like Burger Lounge, which is actually a chain, and some of the favorite restaurants that we frequent. But I can guarantee you that 99% of restaurants out there are using seed oils to cook in. I just, I don't worry about that stuff when I go out to eat. When I go out to eat, I want to enjoy myself. I want to just relax and enjoy a meal. And I just let it go. Like I love eating out. It brings me so much joy. And I find that it really balances my life out. And so if I'm going to go out to eat, I'm not going to worry about the seed oils in my meal. This is a PSA, okay? Stress, stress about eating, stress about what you're eating, what you're putting in your body, freaking out over it. That stress is far more toxic than seed oils will ever be, okay? Cortisol coursing through your veins because you are freaked out about what you're eating or you're stressed out about trying to find a restaurant that's going to cook your food perfectly. 
it's not going to happen. So if you can just every meal that you cook at home, you know you're nourishing your body, you're filling it with the right foods, you're using avocado oil, grass-fed butter, coconut oil, olive oil at home, your body can handle the like inflammation, the possible inflammation of seed oils at a restaurant. It is not going to kill you. Life is just way too short to freak out about things like that. Like that's it's it's not called the Bounce Bay Blueprint for nothing, right? I didn't name my program the Bounce Bay Blueprint for nothing. It really is all about controlling the controllables and doing things right 80% of the time. And our bodies are so incredible and resilient that they can handle the other 20%. They can handle it. They're meant to bounce back. They're meant to heal us. They're meant to take care of us. They can handle that. When I go out, I'm going to be honest, what I mainly order is steak and potatoes. It's what I want you to remember. When in doubt, meat and potatoes. Is the easiest thing. There's usually always an entree on the menu that's like steak and potatoes. Um, or like I said, I order sides. If I see some of the entrees have roasted potatoes, but maybe the chicken dish that I'm looking at comes with farro or something that has wheat in it, I just say, hey, can I get the chicken dish? But instead of the pasta or instead of the farro or the wheat, can I get roasted potatoes? Restaurants will do it. You might feel weird asking at first, but After I worked in the restaurant industry for 10 years, like I have no shame. What's it to them, right? Like if they have both things on the menu, there is no reason why they can't sub one out and make it the way that you want to make it. So to sum that up, I'm going to say that I try to find restaurants with healthier options. I glance at the menu. If there's no entrees that sound right, I order sides of things and build it up so that I have a protein, a healthy fat, and some carbs. And I'm good to go. I make sure I take at least a few bites of the protein or I have a salad or a veggie starter before moving on to the carbs to support my blood sugar. So I feel like that applies when I go out to eat and that also applies to how I eat while I'm on vacation. I will say when I'm on vacation, I definitely, probably the biggest difference is that I eat more food. Um, I tend to have bigger breakfasts and I eat dessert usually every night if I'm on vacation because You got to live a little, you know? So I will say probably my top tips for while you're traveling and eating out is digestive enzymes for sure. I use the Now brand super enzymes. I will link them in the show notes. And I just take them before each meal if I'm going out to eat, eating a heavy meal or eating on vacation. I always take those. It really helps my digestion. And then for bigger breakfasts, I always try to like walk a little bit before I go out to eat on vacation, whether it's like walking around the hotel or resort, going for a walk in the morning, maybe going to the hotel gym, trying to get some movement in and really get my hunger up. Sometimes on vacation that can get affected. Our bodies are out of whack. We're out of our natural routine. So I try to get a little movement in before I have a bigger breakfast. On vacation, I try to take at least like a 10 to 15 minute walk after each meal, like I said, we're usually eating more on vacation. We're eating out for every meal. It can be a lot for our body to handle. We're eating probably more than we're used to. It can affect our blood sugar. So going for a little stroll for just at least 10 to 15 minutes after each meal can make a massive difference. Um, While I talked about in my alcohol episode, I don't really drink anymore. But if I were to go on vacation and I were to drink, I would really try to limit to only one, maybe two drinks a day and never more than like two or three days in a row. I would make sure I'm drinking a good amount of water. So at least 80 to 100 ounces 
I would add electrolytes. I love the Ultima electrolytes. Redmond Real Salt has another good one as well. And then I would add some salt to my water to rehydrate. So those are some of the main things I would do while I'm on vacation. Walking after every meal is a game changer. I suggest anyone does it. I mean, you might have a really busy day and you don't have a ton of time to walk after each meal. But on vacation, right, we're relaxing. We don't have much to do. So it can be a really nice way to get some movement in and sightsee after your meal. I don't count calories at all. Um, I haven't in a really long time. And especially on vacation, I just try to portion my meals, make protein a priority, and then just enjoy myself. Like I said, if you indulge a little bit over the course of a couple days, it is really not going to make a difference, especially if you're still prioritizing protein, it's going to go to your muscles, and you're getting movement in. It's not, you're probably going to come home weighing the exact same. In fact, I have clients who, this is so crazy, they go on vacation, they're all worried about vacation, they want to look good on vacation, they want to feel good. And then the vacation comes, they get home, and they actually lost weight on vacation, even though they're eating way more than normal and they're out of their routine, but it's because they're not as stressed. They're not as stressed as they are in their daily lives. So stress has a huge impact in kind of our digestion and the way that we metabolize things and our fat storage. So that's just a little fun fact. While I'm traveling, I also make sure to keep up my normal routine. So, and this is so funny, but I literally travel with lemons for my lemon water in the morning. I bring salt. I will pack lemons in my carry-on. My my morning routine, well, my morning and nighttime routine are super important to me. Um, they just really keep me grounded in all of my all of my health things. And I it makes it really easy to get back from vacation because if I maintain my morning and nighttime routine, I get home. And I feel the same. I don't feel out of whack. I don't feel like I fell off the wagon per se. I hate that saying. But I feel like I can just go back to my normal life because not much was different besides where I slept and where I ate. So I will say that I pack lemon water and salt. So when I'm on vacation, I still do my lemon water every morning. Um, I will say when I'm on vacation, that's one of those times where I might have coffee on an empty stomach just because you're in a hotel room most of the time, like I'll just drink my coffee right away, hang out on the balcony. I do try to bring some snacks with me though, and I definitely bring packets of collagen, and I have checked uh, cans of coconut milk before, but now it's so cool. They actually have powdered coconut milk. So if I'm traveling somewhere where I don't have access to like go to a grocery store right away and get some of my favorites, I will travel with powdered coconut milk and then collagen, kind of these like on-the-go collagen packets so that I can add them to my coffee in the morning. I do try to avoid that like crappy coffee in the hotel rooms with those like terrible plastic machines. What I do is I'll usually bring packets like instant coffee. So I buy organic instant coffee from either Sprouts or Whole Foods or wherever. There's so many places that have organic instant coffee. And then I will brew just hot water in those hotel coffee machines. So I'll just use the hot water to make my own little organic morning coffee. And I love that so much. To me, morning coffee on a balcony on vacation is like one of my favorite times. It just feels like such a special moment. And right now I'm picturing being when we, we went to Hawaii, we went to Maui last August. And I'm like vividly remembering that feeling of 
It was a quiet morning right at sunrise, like drinking my coffee on the balcony. It's just like core, core vacation memories for me. But like I said, I'll do my lemon water. I will have some coffee, but I do bring snacks. Some of my favorite snacks to bring on vacation, like whether it's a road trip, whether I'm flying, wherever I'm going. Oh, wait, I have a quick side note because I have gotten so many questions when I travel, when I post kind of what I travel with and I go through security. People get really confused about me bringing food in my carry-on, even if it's like snacks. You can bring food in your carry-on. You can bring full-on meals. I've actually even purchased like a paleo burger. So my favorite place, Burger Lounge, they have grass-fed burgers and it was going to be a longer flight. And our airport really doesn't have great food options. So before, as we were on our way to the airport, we stopped by Burger Lounge. I got two paleo burgers with avocado, bacon, everything. And I just kept them in the bag and they went right through security. So if you didn't know, now you know that you can bring food through security, whether it's snacks, whether it's fresh food, as long as it's not like a liquid or a gel over whatever it is, like 3.4 ounces. Okay, that was a whole tangent. But the snacks that I pack, I always have Paleo Valley beef sticks. And my Paleo Valley discount code is always linked in the show notes. But I have Paleo Valley beef sticks. I love their protein bars as well. Just super high quality, no junk in them. The dark chocolate is my favorite. They also have a red velvet flavor, which I don't think was seasonal. It's probably still there. I hope it's there and I'm not talking out of turn. Um, So Paleo Valley, I'm obsessed with. They're amazing. I will also travel with Perfect Bars. I love Yes Bars. And then I also always have chocolate on hand. So I love my Hue Kitchen chocolate. Sometimes I'll bring the dark chocolate covered cashews. What else? I travel with a whole arsenal. You guys, ask Daniel. He will tell you, like, I look like a crazy person. Even if I'm going somewhere for two days, I look like I'm traveling there for a week because of all of the snacks, all of my supplements, everything I bring from home. In addition to snacks and like powdered coconut milk and collagen for my coffee, I will also always have like extra supplements. So sometimes there's supplements that I don't even take on the daily. I always travel with a whole food vitamin C supplement, which I get from Paleo Valley. I bring my beef organs. Uh, Lately, I've been taking Armora Colostrum, which is amazing for your gut and your immune system, which is super important while traveling. So I will double up on my Armora Colostrum while I'm traveling. And then I bring my Soul CBD Sleepy Gummies. These are CBD gummies that will help you sleep. They have a low dose of melatonin. While I'm traveling, sometimes sleep can be affected. And I just want to make sure sleep is so important. It's probably the most important thing, obviously, besides nutrition, when it comes to your hormone health and just your overall health. So while we're traveling, we also want to feel great every day and wake up feeling refreshed. So I bring my sleepy gummies. I also take magnesium. The magnesium I'm taking right now at night, I get from Thrive. You can find it in my Thrive Faves highlight on Instagram. But yeah, that's kind of like my nighttime go-tos are my sleepy gummies and my magnesium. And then I also, I know I've talked about it before, but my sleep routine does not change. So I wear my eye mask, I wear earplugs, I wear mouth tape, um, and then I crank the AC in the hotel room as low as it will go. Like every time it's at, if, if it can go to 63, you best believe I'm cranking it to 63. I just, <laughs> poor Daniel's like freezing his little butt off, but I 
sleep better when it's colder. And I mean, that science shows that 67 is the optimal temperature. But I feel like in hotel rooms, even if you crank it to 63, it's never actually 63. I don't know. I don't believe hotel room thermostats. DM me on Instagram if you have the same thoughts because I swear I'm not alone on this that like hotel room 63 is real life like 68. I also love to bring like eye gels. So depuffing eye gels. I bring my gua sha and then I also bring my ice roller. So like I like I said, I'm very extra. I'm very high maintenance while traveling. But I love to travel. I travel often and I want to feel like my routine is intact and I still want to kind of feel at home while traveling. I don't want to be without my favorite things. I don't want to be out of my routine. And like I said, I travel often. And so it's just important to me that I'm supporting my body and my hormones as best as I possibly can while I'm out. I've actually gotten questions and this is so I will never be this crazy like I'm crazy but I'll never be this crazy I had someone DM me and ask me if I brought my own sheets to use when I travel like if I brought my own organic sheets to put on a hotel room bed and like I'm extra but I will never ever be that extra for I hate changing sheets in the first place like the last thing I want to do on vacation is put sheets on a different bed and you know what I mean like I always say That if you do things right and you take care of your body 80% of the time, just live your life for the other 20%. Go on vacation, have a margarita, get the dessert, order the fries, like live your life. This will always be kind of like my number one mantra is that it's all about balance. You do not have to live on a farm with no Wi-Fi and churn your own butter and milk your own cows to have balanced hormones. I posted to you on Instagram, like I still get my hair done. I get my nails done. Sometimes I get a spray tan. Sometimes I drink coffee before I eat breakfast. Sometimes I don't always hit my protein goal. Sometimes I don't work out every day. It's okay as long as 80% of the time you're showing up. 80% of the time I want you to show up for yourself as best as you possibly can as often as you can. And the other 20%, let it go. Forget about the seed oils and the french fries. Just forget about it and live your damn life. Okay, that was a tangent. But truly, the stress is far more toxic than the seed oils. I want to put that on a sweatshirt. I want to put it on a mug. I want to put it on a Stanley tumbler. Stress is more toxic than seed oils. There's way too many influencers and health coaches and practitioners out there trying to make you scared of everything. And yeah, I've posted. There are things in our environment all the time that are hurting us like that there's no way around that we'll never we can't live in a bubble we're not bubble boy and so it's really just all about controlling the controllables and doing what you can and then letting it go and not worrying about it because you will never ever be perfect and that's not ever the point so how many times can I say ever (laughs) anyways okay I feel like That was a really solid episode, although when I listen back and I edit it, it, I might change my mind and be like, Emily, you are all over the place. But for now, I'm happy with it. So I'm going to wrap it up and end it here. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot, throw it up on your Instagram, tag me, DM me, share it with a friend. This podcast truly is like something I look forward to recording every single week. I can't believe it took me years to get this started, but it really is one of my favorite things in the whole entire world. And to see how much y'all are enjoying it literally makes my heart 
explode. So I love you so much. Please rate and review this podcast so I can help reach more women and I'll see you in the next episode.